In a world where there's one person who has not watched all the Marvel movies, two friends force another friend to watch all of the Marvel movies. And all the TV shows that just came out. Holy shit, this is getting out of hand. Someone needs to stop them. This is ICU MCU. On this episode, Iron Man 2. Hello, everyone. Welcome to ICU MCU, the, the, one of the many podcasts in which people are trying to uh, watch a series that's really popular for the first time. I am Vincent, the host of this show. Next to me, I have... Macy, the resident comic book nerd. And Sarah, the one who is going to... I am in- the subject of this experiment. Yes, Sarah, the subject, the indoc- the person to be indoctrinated into the MCU. Experiment 5673. Oh, my God. I'm just ready to watch Captain America already. <clears throat> yeah, you got a bit, bit before we get there. We got some... Uh... Just give me Chris Evans! No. Can't just give it to you. Just just think how we felt way back when, when we were told that there was a Captain America movie coming, and we were like... Look, I was more surprised about the Thor movie. Really? I, yeah. I mean, because there were Captain movies made, Captain America Oh, movie. there was the one There's Captain, two. yeah. I think there was like, no, there was two movies, and then there was like a trying to be a TV show where he's like a surfer bro or something. I don't know. A surfer bro? I, I think he was like a... Thor or Captain America? Captain America. I, I don't know if it's Surfer Bro, but it was like a bro-esque kind of character. But like a frat boy. Yeah. like Frat a f- boy. Frat boy America. Steve Rogers. Yeah. That's real America. That <laughs> is real America. Um. So, yeah, we have watched Iron Man 1, which we had very normal thoughts on, and then we also saw stuff that may show up in future Marvel films that haven't come out at the time of this recording. We've watched The Hulk, which we had an in-depth discussion about Stanley's. And that conversation went off the rails because we were recording really late, and hopefully that doesn't happen today for the recordings okay, that, that we so do today. Fun. It was very fun. Also, Tim Roth's basically villain is just, I'm angry white dude. Yeah, angry white dude. <laughs> he did a good job. He did a very good job. He's a very good actor. You should watch Lie to Me, or Pulp Fiction, or Reservoir Dogs. Or Tim Roth. Or Tim Roth, just in general. Just look up a picture of Tim Roth. And put it, and while you're listening to this podcast, look at a picture of Tim Roth, or yeah. just watch The Incredible Hulk, or you know, watch The Incredible Hulk. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you know, like Wolverine, that meme where he just lays on the bed. Just replace that picture with Gene <laughs> and Cyclops with Tim Roth, <laughs> <laughs> with Tim Roth in that role. Yeah. Um, um, so, but today we're watching the uh, the critically acclaimed <laughs> Iron Man two, also known as My Dad Has That Album. That's, I was just, I was, okay, so um, I was thinking about my expectations for this movie yesterday when I was talking to uh, my best friend, Vinny's wife, um, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, if I think about Iron Man 2, all I can expect is Iron Man 1, um, but with different 80s rock music. And uh, Tony Stark being himself. 
I don't know. I I haven't lit. I have no expectations for this other than what I saw in Iron Man one. Well, this time around, me and Macy made some little notes for a before and after the movie. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, I'll, I'll start with mine. Do you like Sam Rockwell? Uh, I vaguely remember him in Charlie's Angels. Did okay. Is that the only thing? Well, he's in. Isn't he in Where Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Isn't he one of the the he's brothers? Not one of the brothers. No. Are you sure? He's in uh, Teenage Mutant Turtles, the uh, original 100%, movie. He is not one of the brothers in Oh Brother Where Art Thou because it's George Clooney. It's the uh, the leader, the guy that played the professor in The Incredible Hulk, whose yep. name I can't think of. Just call him the leader. Uh, and it's not Hank Azaria. It's the other one whose name I get. Azaria Hank. Azaria <laughs> Hank. It's uh, George Clooney, Tim Blake Nelson, who was in The Incredible Hole. Yes. Um, and John Turturro. John Turturro. That's right. But that's him? Yeah, yeah. John Oh my Turturro. God, I, that's, he's so, I uh, didn't notice that. The Hank Azaria lookalike. That's <laughs> true. I'm Hank Azaria has more sharp nose than John Turturro, I would Hank say. Hank Azaria. I see Hank Azaria with more hair. Oh, John Turturro seems to have less hair. So you're saying, no, uh, you're saying hair is area? No, I no, I just mean like whenever I think about them, <laughs> that's how I differentiate the um, two. But uh, because John Turturro has like a like a buzz cut in Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Hank Azaria has yes. less hair. Oh John Turturro, his most recent picture, he has more. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I think that's a before and after. Maybe when he was younger, he had hair. No, uh, Hank Azaria has always had short hair. If you watch The Birdcage, he's like a short little. He has short hair because he's like uh, he's supposed to be playing like a the birdcage. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, he he plays he plays the maid in the birdcage. Yeah, he plays the maid. I haven't watched it. I've been meaning to though. Um. Anyways. Um. So then we have also Mickey Rourke who appears in this movie. He's on the tra- he's been a- he's on all the trailers and he's also on the cover and he plays a character whose title in the movie I believe as Whiplash. Is that correct? <sighs> yeah, it, I mean, it's, I think his uh, name is Ivan Vanko. Which, which Ivan is, something. Yeah, I'll get more in detail about the whole comic book history of that character after you know the preamble and all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, did you have anything you wanted to say or ask Sarah about before we get into the movie? Yeah, yeah. Do you have any expectations going in? Have you heard anything about this film? Uh, no. Other than, again, all I can think about is like the the first movie. But if they did it again, <laughs> that's all I could think about. I'm like, I guess it's gonna be just Iron Man again. I don't know. Okay, I was wondering because there's a lot of uh, you know, stuff being said about the film, and I was wondering if you've actually heard it. So. No, I have. I haven't heard anything about it. Uh, but I don't. I don't hang out on that side of the internet. I feel like this movie would be considered before Thor: The Dark World if we were like to rate them from worst or best to worst. This would be at the bottom next to Thor the Dark World. Oh, so it's bad. Uh, I mean, it's... Wait, well, worse than The Incredible Hulk? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be real, like, before we get into expectations, because we're going to keep her brain crystal clean, squeaky clean, mm. before we go in, we can talk about the vibe of this film and it's, it, what it's oh, done. Oh, is it boring? That's what I'm worried <laughs> about, is that it's going to be boring. Uh, and I'm going to, like, check out halfway through. That's what it seems like to yeah, me, is it's, that it's going to be boring. <laughs> I I'll say this. It's not boring. It's just Iron Man 2 has to fill this place cuz I feel like this was still in the early stages of we're going to do this thing. Mm-hmm. And Iron Man 1 did so well when it came out. Mm-hmm. 
And so they were like, well, we need to do an Iron Man 2 to like fill the gap. Like we can't just go to Thor. We have to do Iron Man 2. So that's what the movie feels like. It's not, I will say. Oh, it feels like filler. It feels like, yeah, it feels like we like, people really liked Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. So we need to have more Tony Stark. It's, it's also, um, it's to, what I can describe Iron Man 2 is kind of like, you know, all the mistakes of the DC universe, put it in one movie. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. Okay. All right. So it's over overly ambitious, would I, you say? It's one of those things that uh, I guess I'll go into briefly. There's a lot of creative differences behind this film. There's a lot of like tug and pull between studio interference and uh, a vision. And so, like, they didn't get to execute kind of everything they wanted to do. I think it's also because they didn't have enough time. It was just a lot of uh, John Favreau basically having a bad time trying to make this when Disney's like, okay, can you put can you put this? Can you do this? Can you do that? And he's like, I just want to make an Iron Man movie. <laughs> Why? Yeah, like I said, it feels like they needed to have the stopgap before Thor, and that's what it feels like. I just want to tell her this so that she has... So she can see it when it's going in. Like, like with every movie that we do with this, I kind of want to not shape her opinion, but where she's getting partway through the movie and she's like, well, where's this going to go? I just want her to be like, have an understanding of like, this is what they were trying to do with this movie, I personally feel like. And then also to know like maybe some lore that doesn't spoil anything because I feel like you telling her about the studio interference with like John Favreau because he didn't did he he didn't direct Iron Man three did he? No, yeah he he was done. He just became an actor after that for Happy. Yeah, because I think uh, the movie Chef is about <laughs> his like people say that it's about his relationship with making Iron Man and how ha! like because it feels like you know I I love this I love doing this but it's really hard for me to like this and at the very end I found my place. I went and made an independent movie about cooking as a metaphor for making big budget movies. Yep. And then I went to go work for Disney again when they said I could do The Mandalorian. <laughs> 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 well, okay, hold on. This just an aside because technically at the end of Chef he gets his own restaurant franchise. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to watch Iron Man 2 and Macy, not Macy, uh, Sarah will give her thoughts and we'll ask her more questions because we have some good, pretty good questions about Great. this. I, I'm actually, I'm excited for the questions portion. Okay. Hey. Yes. I want my bird. A bird? You want a bird? I want my bird. I can get your bird. I can get you 10 birds. I want my bird. Well, okay. Nothing's impossible. I could... Are we talking about, uh, is this a bird back in Russia? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got you the bird, pal. This is not my bird. What do you mean? That's the bird. This is the bird. Yeah. Pull a lot of streets to get this bird. This is a great bird. It's a beautiful We got this all the way from Russia. Hey, man, this is not my bird. Well, listen, even if it's not the bird, I mean, this is, a, this is a gorgeous bird. I mean, you know, look, don't get so attached to things. Learn to let go. Hey, there he is. It's the bird man. Oh, now you like the bird. Is that right? Is that your bird? I'm confused. You said it wasn't, but now it looks like your best of pals. You love that bird, don't you? 
You know what? Take the bird. Hey! Take his pillows, too. Both of them. And his shoes. Take his shoes. I took your stuff. How does that make you feel? Hello, everyone. Oh, yep, I do that every time. Um, hello, everyone. Welcome back to ICM, ICU MCU. This is the Iron Man 2 episode. We just finished watching Iron Man do. So, well, I have some questions. Macy has some questions. Can I give my Maybe general save- take? Yes, but I, we're, I'm just saying that so people know what's going to mm-hmm. be happening. But, Sarah, you have your... Let's just get the uh, quick review for it. Yes. Um, so first of all, if you guys listen to the Iron Man episode, um, I, I thought Iron Man 1 was boring. <laughs> um, it's like, I, I like the character, I get him, like, I, I started understanding, like, you know, the concept of Tony Stark, I guess, but then this movie, I had a lot of fun with i really like this movie i feel like i'm easy to please though that's the thing about um watching movies with me is that i like a lot of movies that other people don't like um hulk hulk i loved it was just so much fun i like bad movies but i didn't feel like this was necessarily a bad movie like i thought i thought that it had some pretty good like scenes there was some really nice cinematography in it mm-hmm. um i thought mickey rourke as ivan venko was fucking awesome he at least had a character <laughs> at, so. at least he had like he had character you know um i and plus i think all of the like the the intro fight scene with him was great I I really like that. Should I give a? Do, am I giving a play by play first? Of- well, first let's uh, kind of go through the movie. Yeah. Um, like we did last time. Uh, uh, a little more. We'll try a little more quick this time. <laughs> yeah, we, we were just. Uh... I I think it was just the Hulk stopped us. <laughs> we were I, losing our minds yeah. over it. Yeah. Um. So Iron Man, Iron Man two. We pick up right from the end of Iron Man one sort of about six months about six months after he introduces iron man then we have the stark expo going on and tony is still tony is what it establishes uh yeah he reverted back to his pre-ptsd self for a second or is it an act it because was clearly an act but... because we find out later that he's being poisoned by the palladium core in his chest um so so he's he's slowly dying <sighs> yes how do you like the idea that Iron Man is consistently always, he always has bad shit, like that he's either dying or he, something is keeping him down in every, everything. I feel like as a middle class person looking at a rich person having unfortunate events, it brings me a bit of schadenfreude, but um, I, I started, because of this movie, I started liking Tony Stark, like as a character. Uh, so I don't know. I definitely, I was, I was on edge trying to figure out how he would fix it. I, I knew it was going to be some superhero fake bullshit, but you know. (laughs) Um, and so we move from the Stark Expo, find out that he's poisoned himself, and then we cut to Russia. (laughs) 
Well, Russia I was think was the first opening. Oh yeah, Russia Russia's the opening sequence. That's right. Because it takes like it talks about like it gives you hints of who. That, yeah, yeah, that this guy worked on the arc reactor. Where and we, Mickey Rourke shows up. We, <laughs> we, so I want to try to weave the questions into the stuff. Yeah. So uh, we meet Mickey Rourke, so, who is the same age as his dying father. Yes. Uh, Russia makes you age quicker. That's my. And then you stagnate. It's like a plateau. Yeah, you're like a dog. <laughs> You get old real quick, and then you just stay old. Mickey Rourke only lives in dog years. It's it's like reverse vampirism. <laughs> um, so I looked something up about Mickey Rourke since we're talking about Mickey Rourke. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he wanted to learn Russian so bad because he thought the character would speak Russian because of he is Russian and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, he, I need to know how to speak Russian. So he spent two months with a voice coach learning russian and he had such a hard time doing it because the way his palate is because you've heard mickey rourke talk normally Yeah, so i mean there are just some like sometimes the way that mouths are designed like for example i can't roll my r's you know like i could do like a simple one roll but like i i would never be able to properly speak spanish because i would sound so white doing it the whole time and it's like mickey it's okay if you can't speak russian you don't need to learn russian for this movie hey he tried he did try he he did i feel like there's moments where i'm like dude like it's like um he's not a rock you know he's kind of like this uh this like anti-rock in a sense the anti-rock like his presence is <laughs> like, rock. Like, rock. he's like a he's like a personality suck we're like we're like rock has this charismatic stuff you go into him he's like a black hole of acting where you, you well can... he was in the wrestler and that was a really good movie yeah. he, he can be a good actor he really likes to act i i loved him as this character because it was fucking insane yeah you know i think maybe at some point like you know how like a lot of these actors come in and are like, "You got to do a villain," and they're like, "Cool." <laughs> like it was on the same level as Tim Roth for me. Yes, I will say. Okay, this is the better. He's not the anti-rock. He's the anti-Sylvester Stallone. He's the other end of the spectrum oh. of like Sylvester Stallone. Okay, but Sylvester, St- I don't think Sylvester Stallone can act either. Oh, but the thing is, they're both on the same. It's plateau. the it's the same coin. It's there's the same two coin. sides of the, the same. same coin because like mickey Rourke, like he uh wants to be a serious actor and he he was Appar- actually a boxer yeah. apparently he was good in the wrestler like. he was good in the wrestler he's a good actor he's in diner he was in all these other things i wonder Anyways. if he also did softcore porn so, like, like, iron- so, like stallone. iron man 2 where, where the story goes the, the italian was, stallion the italian stallion yeah. no it, it no that's just, that was just his name, name the actual name of the porn was um like a like a talking about a Sylvester Stallone <laughs> as a, like a party at like Kitty in Ricky's house or something like that. Who cares? I've Sylvester Stallone anyway. was in porn before he was an actor. <laughs> yeah. Where's my brain going right now? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, um, Mickey Roy. What were you talking about? Uh, he's a b- bad guy, and he wants to give vengeance on Tony Stark. Yeah, so we're moving along. Yeah. Yes, yeah. So the blueprint, he he takes out an arc reactor blueprint, Ivan or Mickey Rourke does, and it shows that Howard Stark's name on it, but also his father's name was on it, and so we're like, oh, woo! 
Howard Stark took credit, but it no, was oh that's, that's exactly how it was. When I went to the movie theater, all the audience was like, whoa. Howard Stark is bad. Whoa, 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 whoa. what the hell? Listen, I... Okay, so <laughs> I wanted to say, so Howard Stark has, like, his permanent, like, actor now in this in this yes, movie. Yes. Um, it is He is the same man who plays Rod Sterling in Mad Men. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. He that actor had to do blackface for the role because it was what his character would do. Oh my and god! And I, every time I think about it, I'm like, holy shit! So like, for some reason, him being Howard Stark makes sense to me. He is an actor who was a kid in that era. Yeah. And I always find it funny that they go back and cast these people as people that were like adults in the 70s. I just think it's funny. Mm-hmm. I'm still shocked that it was Black a madman. God, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, did you did, it's it was t- seriously it was a co- it was a commentary on, you know, like fucking like, uh these rich white men and racism, you know. Uh but it was just so startling to see <laughs> like the first so that's what i think about i think about howard stark in blackface yeah because it makes sense because he's he's really portrayed like a disney allegory yeah he he's supposed to be like walt disney um and that's what we get at the scene from stark Industries. so we skip ahead, skip back to that um and you see walt disney howard stark and you're just like oh okay really feeling that vibe here about walt the walt Disney sort of thing of Howard uh, yeah, Stark. Yeah, talking about the first Stark Expo in 1974. Yeah. The first Epcot, which is probably what is World's Fair Epcot, which Walt Disney was a big thing about. He wanted to make the world of tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to add, like, uh, since we're in this beginning area, I want to talk about one of the deleted scenes, that one of the first deleted scenes in the whole film. There was going to be, in that airplane <laughs> shot where before he jumps down to land at the expo, a whole conversation with him and Pepper about, mm. there was like more developing the relationship, and it was going to end with, you complete me? And she falls, and he falls. falls. And so that was That to- probably would have made everything a lot better. <laughs> yeah, and so it it, it, for, it started the film with Tony, with the relationship with Pepper, and yeah. also it hints at the Palladium in that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh. And so it gives you like a foreshadowing, and this is one of the many, many scenes in Iron Man 2 that are like deleted and moved around and changed because of all the sh- you know creative strife behind it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, first of all, um, does Tony give Pepper the CEO position after Monaco or before? So it's before. after Monaco. Oh, it's after? Yeah, it's after Monaco. Okay. Because he. No, it's no, before. It's before. Yeah. It's before. yeah. Um, you're you're right. Okay. Um, so we go. Palladium's killing him. Um and then oh oh wait okay oh, so whoa. um the the fucking um C-SPAN scene well that's, that's what I was getting oh, to okay, cool. is he gets served by the fucking bitch from, not bitch sorry uh, the lady he gets served she, by Rooney Mara's sister she Kate gets Mara. Kate Mara I don't know why she's here but it's a very brief it, it is she's part of the MCU apparently I mean, so was Olivia Munn Olivia Munn was in also this. Olivia Munn's there I think she really wanted to be in this film Olivia because she's she's a huge nerd. Is well, she? I she, like okay. her a lot. This I I don't know if this was at the end of her Attack of the Show run because she left like, Attack of the Show because she wanted to pursue acting seriously. Maybe this is the start because she went on to that one fucking HBO show, The Newsroom, and she became like a, re- a, a like a long running character on that show. That was really good. The too. one with not Dave Coulier, but 
the guy from Dumb and Dumber. What's his name? Uh, yes, I think. Oh, Coulier Dave. Oh, Coulier <laughs> Dave. Yes, I for some reason they're the same person in my I, head. I think it's uh, why am I why am I thinking of Jeff Bridges? Because I I, one. I I was thinking Jeffrey also. Je- Jeff something. Uh, Jeff Daniels. Jeff Daniels. Hey, we got the Jeffs. Yes. Um. So yeah, he gets served by Kate Mara. And he shows up to... Um, uh, okay, I just need to stop for a second. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We'll get there, Macy. But I just like that we refer to some characters as their character name and some characters as their actor name. Yeah, I, I, I never referred to John Favreau during this movie as Happy. I always just Same said John, John Favreau. Favreau. <laughs> For the real, though, like, Happy is one of the dumber... Like Marvel names you give to what's the same Happy Hogan Happy again? Hogan. Yeah. I again I was talking about how his, his name and Pepper Potts name are like like just weird. I don't know. I feel like they're out of place. Hey, hey, it's comics. It's comics. The comics. It's that's, that's that. Um, onomatopoeias. Hey, don't worry. We'll get that's not right. Literation. <laughs> don't worry. We'll get to Bucky Barnes. And Bucky how Barnes. <laughs> uh, well, I mean that's not, that's only Buchanan his nickname. Barnes. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, also known as Buck. I'll just call him Jimmy. Um. Also? So yes, Jimmy also. Um. That's that's who I equate Bucky Barnes like in the past to when he was just like Steve well, yeah. Rogers is. We're was... talking about Iron Man too. Oh, we're talking about Iron Man too. Okay, so um, <laughs> we're so good at this. Yeah. <laughs> we're so good at this. So it's a it's like a like a trial where. They were like, Tony Stark, you need to give up your Iron Man suit because it's a danger to the public. You can't privatize weapons. And then he's like, whatever. no, I don't want to. Yeah, it's like one of those open hearings where it's like they're not going to like make any verdicts or anything like that. It's just like a, it's like, like a confrontation. confrontation. It's like where an it's official like, confrontation. We're, like, we're letting you know that this is a happening and we want you to do this. And here's your opportunity to make a case against it. Yes. And um and then during that whole thing, uh, Don Cheadle, and that leads me to my next thing. What do you think of Don Cheadle as, uh, as not Dusty Rhodes? <laughs> as Dusty Rhodes. No, Ro- uh, uh, Rhodey. Um, because is it du- wasn't Dusty Rhodes the okay? Anyway, anyway we, we, so we, in um, that scene, we get Rhodes, new, the new actor, and then yeah, ask you like, um, what do you think? Dusty Rhodes is a wrestler, by the way. Oh, okay. We were both off. Yes. Um. So I, I thought he was good as the straight man. Like he better than Terrence Howard. No. Um, what? Whoa. I thought Terrence Howard brought a little bit more personality to the character. <gasps> and while Don Cheadle brings a little bit more seriousness to the character, you know what I mean. I feel like Don Cheadle was very serious during this role, but. He did have he did have really funny moments and great one liners, and his well, action scenes were all really good. Well, I guess me and Macy are just gonna sit over here. And... I didn't say that. I think they're on the same level. I didn't say Don't one worry. was better. I brought than the a marker other. just to divide this house. No, I literally. I think. That, I think it's the same level. Like I, that's how I feel. I personally, I okay. I'll just say this coming from a person who's seen uh, that roadie being portrayed over and over again. Maybe, maybe given the chance, Terrence Howard, whatever happened with money and stuff like that. I mean, he left to do Empire. Probably. Um, If Terrence Howard maybe sticked around, we would feel the same way about him. Mm -hmm. But. But, oh, I mean, this is just a third person, you know, perspective. I I guess. I mean, I don't know. Even when I watch Iron Man 1, 
uh, even if he was sticking around, I don't like him as Rhodey. And this is coming from someone who's read the comics. I feel like, I feel like Don Cheeto gets it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of life for me, from my perspective. I feel like yeah, if it's more of a comic book perspective, I can understand that yeah. if he's. If he, he's more in character. I think he's supposed to be more down to earth. Yeah, that's than, what he seems, definitely. Yeah, instead of like, uh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an army guy. Uh, Air Force 1135. <laughs> Jeez. No, um, okay, so he gets it. He comes in and he says a line where he says, I'm the new actor. I'm here. I'm the captain it. now. He says, yes, uh, it's me. Literally, that's what he says. Yes, hi, it's me. Hey, it's I me. am Rhodey Ro- Rhodes, Rhodes. And then Sam Rockwell comes in um, as Hammer. His I character his from name. Charlie Angels, as you Literally, said. okay, oh my god, okay. So <laughs> I said earlier that I only remember Sam Rockwell from Charlie's Angels, but that's not true. I loved him in, in um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I love that movie. Um, he plays... So in Charlie's Angels, he plays a character that's like pretending to be a nice guy, and then he literally turns into Hammer, like halfway through the movie when you realize he's not a nice guy. And there's this one scene where he's, it's all I can think about when I think of Sam Rockwell. There's this one scene where he's dancing. He puts duct tape over Drew Barrymore's mouth. Is he reenacting the scene from Reservoir Dogs? Draws lips on it. And then aggressively makes out with her with the duct tape on. I have a question. Does, so that means, does he finish last at the very end? Yeah. Because um, he's a nice guy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he's yeah. a nice guy. Yeah, he does. That, so does Hammer. So. Uh, <laughs> what do you think about the, the introduction to Hammer? And like, How did you feel when, you, when he was just trying to be a fucking big ball goof? I hated him. You hated it? I hated him because I... I, I just like I I well. feel like... It's just because I feel like he's a guy I've met a thousand times before, where he... Where he's overly nice, and you feel like there's something back there, and like if you were to wrong him, he would do... Like like the scene in the... We're just going to skip ahead. There's a scene in a movie where he like takes all the stuff away from Ivan, and he's like, look, I'm taking all your stuff away. You, you, You feel like they're... There's a toxic dude, dudes or like dudes you don't, that you've if had you in your don't life. Meet his expectations. Yeah. If you don't do it exactly the way he wants to, he throws a hissy fit. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so we get out of this like hearing, and he, whoa, well, hold on, you oh. skipped a whole chunk in the hearing. You find out Tony Stark is an expert level oh, hacker. Oh, expert level hacker. And he hacks and shows you all the other Iron Man projects the world is working on. And hack the planet. Hack the planet. Hack he the planet. Hack the planet. Um, and it has this really gruesome scene that, like, oh my god, yeah, where like the North Korean uh, version of the Iron Man suit like shoots everyone around no, them. No, it like yeah. falls blood. over and just shoots everything. Yeah, and gets blood on the screen. You're like, "Oh shit." <laughs> and then the, the 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 Hammer Industries one, the dude is inside the suit and it's like, "All right, give me a twist." And he turns around and like turns all the way like, around. Like snaps around. his spine yeah. even though Hammer was like, "He's not dead." He's and not I'm like, dead. "No, he's dead." I feel like <laughs> this is like so one of those sad. like parts of like early in like the 2000s, I feel like PG-13 was more PG-13 than it is now. This was 2010. Yeah, this is 2010. Well, PG-13, okay. 
There are some pretty gruesome deaths in PG-13. Yeah. Uh, oh, oh my god, there's gruesome deaths in PG movies. Like back in the day. Clayton from Tarzan? Well, there's also everything in fucking uh, Indiana Jones. Those Oof. are... That, like Ooh. those are all PG. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't even understand how it's. What anyway? But like, I I feel like for I me, I actually think Temple of Doom is the reason why we have PG thirteen. I think so. I think that's yeah. That's a fun I, fact. Did you know that um, Temple of Doom was the only Indiana Jones movie I saw growing up? So you saw the middle one. I saw the middle one, and then Which I saw is... the last one. <laughs> oh. I did not see. Um, uh, Raiders so of Raiders the Lost, Lost Ark or Crusade. Last Crusade. <laughs> I was waiting for who was going to say it. But I, I need you to hold me back for a second. Because... Uh, <sighs> so, and then you... Wait, did you, and you then not I saw Crystal, Crystal, Crystal Skull. Skull. What okay. the hell? <laughs> I was possibly like the worst ones. I, just, I, I, I just need liked a side, sidebar for this for a second. But Sarah is the person who... Because I've done this once and I've never wanted to do it again. You're like a dude asks you out on a date or says, let's watch a movie. And we'll just put on like something that is part of like a greater series. Let's say, for example, like Harry Potter. And they just put on like, let's say Prisoner of Azkaban. No, 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 not even Prisoner of Azkaban. Puts on... uh, the Order of the Phoenix, and you don't object. You just go, yeah, okay. No, 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 no. That's definitely not me. The only reason why I watched Temple of Doom growing up is because I didn't know there were any other movies. Like, oh, I, okay. like I was a kid, and my mom liked Temple of Doom out of all of them, and so okay, she put okay, it on, okay. and th- so that was the only one we had on VHS. That makes sense. Yeah. My, my, I come from a family where like things have to be. Done no, I have to personally. I have to watch things in order, which is why I like wanted to walk out of Thor when I, oh. <laughs> when I first saw it. Okay, but um, like, which did is you why see I it with a dude? Off... No, I saw it with my mom. Oh, with your mom, she. Did I she was just... like fifteen, sixteen. What? Motherfucker, I don't know that lore behind Thor. <laughs> Guys, we need to stay on target. Okay, anyway, stay on target. Uh, the Thor's the next episode. Um, so. Okay, after the C-SPAN, is it Monaco? Like what? Okay, okay. So they go to back to the house. Yeah, he's dying. Pepper comes in. He they have an argument, and she's Pepper like, CEO. "I don't want to." She, she, I don't want to do this. And he goes, "You're the CEO now." And she's like, "Oh, all right, that's kind of like, no, what I'll I want. Yeah. That's what I wanted. I wanted more power." And then we we show Ivanus. Ivanus, yeah, making his electric his whip, whips. and then. And then he's like, "Haha, Tony Stark." And then they go, <laughs> <laughs> they go and meet uh, Elon Musk. And Monica. <laughs> no, hold on, you skipped the whole jump before oh, uh, before fucking, we get to Elon Musk because uh, Black Widow. Black uh, Widow shows up, so yes. I wanted to ask about Black Widow overall in the movie. Um, what do you think of her characterization in this movie, just alone? Before we get into any backstory stuff, uh, I, I, what do you think of her? I liked her after it was revealed that she was black widow like beforehand i was like i was like were you i can't really i can't really gauge her i can't really read her because it's like well she's kind of flirty but then she takes her job super seriously uh but then i know as a human being who has friends that are into marvel that this is black widow so i'm like i'm like wondering where this is gonna go you know I, I- um but i like her i think she's cool i think she's 
badass, but I don't like how people treat her in the movies. Uh-huh. John Favreau looking at her bobs. Yeah, John Favreau looking at her when she's changing in the back. Mm-hmm. Or Tony Ooga Stark. Booga. Or Tony Stark just sexually objectifying her the whole time. Yeah, it's kind of um <clears throat> They you know what's really bad is they try to cut that back. Like mm-hmm. they try to like they like there's probably things in the script or just ways that they, uh, John Favreau, whoever said to like have the scene go where it's like, okay, you need to look at her like you want to fuck her, but not like you did in Iron Man One. Oh. <laughs> does that make sense? It does. But also where, it, where it's like he, he's like he, he, she's he's thinking about her what she would look like naked, but like not in a very uncomfortable way where he's like. Like my mind's telling me no, but my body. <laughs> but also at the same time, he, he he for some reason Tony has like script reading powers because immediately he's like, "Are you who? Are who, you who are you?" Like, like he doesn't believe that. For some reason, reason, for some reason, Tony doesn't believe that Natalie at the time is who she says she is after he does like this whole google search because like he like puts it into the start computer and pulls up that she's like also does lingerie photo shoots oh that was so weird okay 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 okay. i have i had a thing i didn't want to say it while we were watching (laughs) i feel like the background for natalie since she's an agent of shield at the time that the background for natalie at the time was supposed to appeal to Tony to, Stark. To Tony that Stark. makes sense. Okay. So that's why when he Google's her with the Stark, the Stark Google, um, it like has a picture. It's like, oh, it's supposed to keep him there. Y- yeah. It's supposed to interest him in a way. <laughs> it was to, just to so out of place I for just, me. Like, I, I think the the reason why it makes me like this is okay. I get it, but at the same time, who Google someone that. Who <laughs> Google someone by name and something? Po- and, well, okay, that's another thing. It's probably not Google. It's probably it's, like it's, a like a database. Yeah, it's like I said, it's the Stark she, she magic works, internet. Yeah. Well, she works for Stark, quote unquote. Don't worry, in legal, quote unquote. Here, here's my here's my photos. Ignore the porn. I get I get I get what you're trying to say, but at the same time, it's like that weird line of like, yeah. It's supposed to it's supposed to like appeal to Tony in a way, and I feel like. It was supposed to appeal to him. Um, so that's when we skip ahead to Monaco. We're walking. Oh in my god! And also, Ivan uh, gets a passport, a fake passport, so that he can and a ticket and a to ticket Monaco. to Monaco, and he ends up on one of the race teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we skip. We go to the scene where they walk into like the back room, like where all the rich people are at Monaco, and Elon Musk is just there. 2010. But uh, so Elon Musk shows up just out of nowhere, and I had to Google like when Elon Tesla and everything <laughs> formed. Like apparently 2003, and it was just such a. It was like seeing Trump in Home Alone too. Like well, that. Oh, you know what? That is probably the best. Like, like time difference wise. Yes, exactly. Like. Just seeing Trump, like, the man who is now president. Like, if, if like, we did something in the Constitution where we could make someone who is, like, a a foreign person become president, and then Elon Musk became president or something like that, like, 
I don't know. Like Elon Musk showing up. Ted to Cruz was trying to become president. And he's Canadian. Ah. Uh, oh. It's a better. Yeah. Anyways, um, I was just—it was so surprising. And it, the funny thing was that me and Vinny didn't even register it. Like Macy, like, Macy was Macy already knew, and and so like he was, and Vinny was like, "Wait a goddamn minute!" Mm-hmm. And at, he paused the movie, and I only saw Elon Musk as he was as Tony was turning away, and I was like, "Hold wait, hold on a second." <laughs> I like registered that he that somebody's that, pre Grimes Elon Musk. Yeah, pre Grimes Elon Musk. I registered that Pepper Potts was like Mr. Musk, but for some reason I was just like, oh, that's a weird name. <laughs> I, 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 I want to be honest with you, Musk is a weird name, but also it shows that in the canonical MCU, one, number one Elon Musk exists. Elon Musk is in the MCU. In the MCU. Also, Tony Stark and Elon Musk are on a first name basis. <laughs> No, 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 no. What was weird is that um, Pepper is not on a first name yeah. basis with Elon Musk. Pepper calls him Mr. Mr. Musk. Musk. Elon immediately calls her Pepper and not Miss Potts, which, yeah. like, to be fair, you might you might be talking about Beauty and the Beast. Well, it almost seems like one is professional and one is not. Oh. <laughs> Do you think Elon Musk? Uh, never mind. Do you think Elon Musk asked to I'm be in the ask, movie? I need a someone. I need to pin this for my brain for a future memory when we get to the end of Endgame. I just uh, this need is to for know. okay. I need to look at Macy and like transpose my thoughts just for the audience. That since there's no video, I am looking at Macy. Do you think at the end scene of Endgame before we get to the credits, like that end scene where they're all together? After the fight and after the part, do you think Elon Musk is hiding somewhere in the background in a black suit somewhere <laughs> crying? I think he couldn't get out of his Tesla because he was crying. And it's, it's like in the front of the property. Elon Musk was on the, in the Stark cabin somewhere he crying. Was, yeah, he, Elon was, Musk. he was crying because one, he didn't, didn't time travel. It was Tony. Yeah. And two, he was crying because his long lost lover, Tony Stark. <laughs> Now we're just well, we're just creating yali. Let's go weird with anyway, it. Anyway, so that happens. Um, Tony go checks his blood levels, and he's like, "Oh fuck!" And so he's like fifty percent blood toxicity. So he rings out a couple of leaves and drinks the chlorophyll. No, no, from no. Him. But this is the part where like you start. Uh, Tony Stark becomes like the daredevil, and he's like, "I'm fucking gonna die. I'm gonna go race this car." Um, Which uh, a lot of the de- deleted scenes that were taken out of it. Uh, show his erratic behavior much more, um, which I'll talk about later. In yeah, scene. well, I mean, it's very clear because he is having like emotions that he can't seem to process or yeah. explain, even though he desperately wants to. But uh, it's something in his narcissistic brain is like, mm, no, I'm just going to keep it to myself. And now I'm going to go kill myself. It's like what happens when uh, you're a rich billionaire, you're surrounded with barely any real friends, and mm. now you have to confront your own mortality. Yeah, or you build a rocket ship and go into space and then have thoughts of becoming a, becoming a villain in Gundam. Fuck CEO you. CEO entrepreneur. No, stop. It's counter. Copyright. Born in 1970. Okay, anyway. <laughs> so... This whole race sequence would have been fine. Like this whole would have been fine for Tony Stark if only Mickey Work hadn't hadn't snuck in there with his whips 
Oh my god. And he lashes. Let me tell you. And one of the most comic book sequences ever, according I, to Macy. Let me tell me. you how much I loved this scene. I loved it. Uh, this uh, was a great scene. How did you feel? Like, was that, like Just by hearing you enjoying that scene, it felt like that was the scene where you're like, let's go. No, yeah. that I feel like that was the scene that definitely turned it around because that, one, that scene, it was like, oh, I enjoyed <clears throat> this one way more than I enjoyed the first Iron Man. Like, I I felt like Iron Man had a lot of filler where it was like, oh, Tony's testing out his material, he's building his, like, suit, and I'm like, okay, that's cool, I guess. But I felt like there was so much, like, energy into the fighting scenes in this one, yeah, and like, there was so much creativity. Um, like me and uh, Macy said first, and then I agreed with her when we were watching the movie, it does feel like a scene that's ripped from a comic that doesn't exist yeah. mm-hmm. because it like feels like th- like it is such like a random event where like the dude shows up at like a car race it's not like a battle that happens in a city or something big like that it's like he shows up at car race whips some cars gets tony stark's cars and tony stark has the he brings the thing along because he's a superhero at this point the iron briefcase and the has the iron man briefcase and it's like of course he has it Number yeah one that's like you said, a reference to the comics what, and the cartoon and show the, and the cartoon. Which and I John, John Favreau has a pretty cool scene where he uh, hits Mickey Rourke with the car. Well, I mean, he he's like driving around. Yeah, dodging two hundred mile per hour cars in a fucking cars. Bentley. Happy Hogan, a mutant confirmed. He's a mutant. Okay, I'm going to talk about something oh, oh, before, oh, that I haven't. I guess I haven't addressed yet. Before you do, I I want to tangle something before we get okay, too far cool. away from it. Um. The whole scene about filling a comic, it reminds me because, like, in the early Iron Man comics, he was kind of like the James Bond of yes. Marvel comics. So that makes sense to me from the first movie. Yeah, he goes around in different places because he has a lot of the, around the world, and he would fight a lot of villains, mm-hmm. and so he felt like he was a very worldly hero, mm-hmm. more so than like people like uh, Spider Man in Fantastic Four. Yeah. You know, well, but. To be honest, what I love about that is is that him being a different country, him doing something like you could see this being in a comic more clearly, and I yeah. that's why I feel like it's so great. You it, know what? Okay, wait, I forgot about this earlier, yeah. but Kate Mara in this movie serves Tony Stark with papers. She plays Sue Storm in the new Fantastic Four movie. The uh, uh, the one that I tried to forget. Fan yes. yeah. with Michael B. Jordan before. He played Kill Pan- Black uh, Panther. I'm so sorry for her career. Well, she's a good actress. She gets work. I mean, d- I mean, does Disney own no. Fantastic Four now? Well, it's on their streaming service, no. but it's not canon. Yeah. No, I know. I just mean, do they own the like intellectual rights? Now they do. Now they, they do. Fox. Yeah. I, they could just bring her back. Uh, the, like, uh, I mean, isn't it Cy? The guy that plays Cyborg plays Richard Storm. Uh, the guy that plays Cyborg in. X-Men Days of Future Past, the new X-Men. Cyclops. 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 Jason. No, um, uh, what? Uh, oh, that's not him. Wait, okay, that's Michael P. Jordan. No, 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 no. Um, Richard. Reed Richards? Re- Reed Richards. He's Miles Teller, and he's not. But yeah, Miles it. Teller. He's not in anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's not. He's not. Um. Like- Okay, so yeah, I'm going to talk about something I haven't addressed yet, and that is my absolute garbage taste in men. Hmm. Um, I 
I don't I don't like Mickey Rourke. I do not think Mickey Rourke is attractive. I think he has way too has had way too much like Botox. But yeah. Ivan Vanko can get it. Um it's just it's the personality, it's the energy that he brings, it's the being covered in tattoos. Sorry, you're getting thirsty for Mickey Rourke in this movie. Not Mickey Rourke. No, it's Mickey Rourke. <laughs> no, it's just Ivan Vanko. So if you Mickey Rourke were to come dressed up as Ivan Vanko, you would not say Not now. Not to not 2021, Mickey okay. Rourke definitely. Okay. What, what if that that time period that that perfect encapsulation of old Russian If I could Russian... like, reach my hand and TV screen, grab the hand of Mickey Rourke and say, "Please play Ivan Venko and fuck Sarah. Would you accept it? I wouldn't not accept okay. it. Welcome to ICU MCU, a critical analysis of Iron Man 2, but also Sarah's sexual interests. <laughs> I feel like the the more movies we get, get with the hotter characters, the, it's going to be... It's going to get worse, especially when Chris Evans comes into yeah, play. So. It's going to get about so MCU worse. Thirst Trap Edition. Yeah, the, this is the Thirst Trap section of the podcast. But, um, so... They managed to subdue Mickey Rourke. Because his suit wasn't good. Because he hadn't perfected his whips yet. Um, and it wasn't a suit. No, but it was, I think it was, it's so cool. I just really like that scene. I keep thinking about it. Hey, Macy. Yeah. Now would be a good time to do your fun fact about this character and this villain. Because I wanted to talk about how Iron Man has a real big problem with having villains. <laughs> He has a lot of interesting villains in the comics. He it's, does. It's just that a lot of them are so fucking weird. There's a guy called Grey Gargoyle, and he's a gargoyle man that if he touches you, you turn to stone. Like Medusa, but Basically, with touch. Yeah, and there's just like he has a lot of cool villains. It's just they're silly, wacky doo doo guys. Um, but like I thought, I thought Ironmonger was cool if they didn't kill him off. See that? So that's what I'm getting to is they kill off. These okay. No, Romeo skip agrees ahead. they shouldn't have killed off Iron Man. S- skip ahead to the end of the movie. Just I'll just skip ahead for this. Hammer lives, but we haven't seen anything from him since. Yeah, uh, he's, but he was in like a short side movie, like a, not movie, but like a short. They used to do like MCU shorts back in the day. Yeah, and, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but that's that was basically barely anything. Um, but like so, Whiplash. Uh, but what's his real name? Uh, Ivan Venko is like a as a, a callback to um, uh, Crimson Dynamo, which was a early, uh, you know, Red Scare as yeah. kind of. Oh villain. yeah, I was thinking uh, the whole time. I was like, oh, this is like, oh, communism. He, yeah, because early in the days, uh, Tony Stark always had these people who were copycatting, and instead of failing, they would usually be somewhat successful. Yes. Um, and that's interesting. In the comics, I mean, th- I guess that makes sense for both Ironmonger and Whiplash. Yeah. yeah. And and well, he, he's not Whiplash. Like so, what they took he's is not Whiplash. They, oh. they took Whiplash. They took two different ideas: the character of Crimson Dynamo, and instead of creating the Crimson Dynamo, they fused Whiplash and made him more threatening. I think he st- got a technology later on, but mostly he was just, like I said, like a guy with a whip, and mm-hmm. that was kind of, hi, I I have a whip, and I'm an Iron Man villain. But I I don't know like I always felt so weird that they would just fuse these two characters together because they also like a lot of the characterization is kind of made up from this film. I don't recall any sort of comic where they have this backstory or anything. In the original comics, he dies immediately because he switches over and defects, and then he dies, and that's yeah. the last of Anton Vanko. And even when this movie came out, they actually had a comic 
you know, where they uh, tried to make this version of, of him work. And I think, weirdly enough, this version, who kind of looks like Mickey Work in the comics, has been the current Whiplash for the last for, couple of years. Yeah, yeah, since this probably came out. Yeah. yeah, so the Whiplash in this movie isn't the Whiplash that would exist in the comics. It's mm-hmm. based off those two things mashed together. And I wanted to let you get that in, Macy, before we wet left I, the introduction of him. I think that's that's a good idea. I, I know that I'm kind of ranting because I would like things to be more compact, but I think we would be boring if, you know, we did another giant bot robot guy would be derivative yeah. if we didn't give him something else yeah no I, I think it was definitely unique also i just noticed your belt and i really like it it's very cute what your belt oh yeah it's a cottage core belt no. uh-huh. yeah oh anyways um but iron man i just feel like has an issue with in in the movies not mm-hmm. the comics has an issue with villains we're gonna see more than iron man 3 mm-hmm. um and that's not really a spoiler it's just kind of what happened to be fair i have heard of villains from other marvel movies but i did not know anything about iron man villains because i feel like they weren't yeah it's because they're either too crazy and won't and i feel like it's disney and the executives Mm -hmm. are too scared to put something not believable like i know about like i know about red skull i know about loki voltron or ultron Obviously, he's in the name of the movie. The, the problem with the thing that I think it's hard to translate. We talked about this in the first Iron Man movie about kind of the mm-hmm. weird implications of the you know Iraq and Iran war at the time, and that's what they were trying to do. They're trying to modernize it. Yeah, yeah, that's what a, we were. A lot about. of his villains are related to countries like Crimson Dynamo is a Russian villain. Mandarin is unfortunately an outdated Asian racist stereotype that is a Fu Manchu and it's very supposed to be a mystical guy. And was it? Is it Mandarin in another movie? You'll, you'll see. There's you'll a whole thing. Yeah. Oh. And so, like, uh, to be honest, it it's it's no. Oh, this that's is the master. Uh, master. Oh, no, okay. That's Kingdom Hearts. That's <laughs> I was like, I was like, is I it called Tilda Swindon, the master of masters? Mar- <laughs> it's like, it's like Scrooge will use the car to get the keyblade from your suit. <laughs> um. Anyways. Uh. So we move on from Whiplash. Tim getting arrested, and then there's a really good scene between. Uh, Tony Stark and Ivan were Mickey Rourke. I think this was before he got tired of playing this role. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, where he has this really good back and forth between Tony Stark and talking about, hey, my, your fucking dad stole this, blah, blah, blah. You're going to fucking kill yourself with that palladium in your chest, bitch. <laughs> and I think this is also, I feel like, the point in the film for me, personally, I said this right after the scene, it goes downhill. How do you feel? I, okay, so, well, I wanted to say I really like uh, that Ivan's personality does not necessarily, like, uh, complement his level of intelligence. Like, you don't usually see big, bad, burly, like, ex-convicts who are, like, at least represented in movies who are actually, like, super geniuses. He's a himbo scientist. Or or in a law-abiding citizen. Yes. I don't, I don't, I didn't watch that. I like that. I didn't like the ending, though. Um, (laughs) It's fucking stupid. Anyways, um, but yeah, Ivan is supposed to be, like, a super, he's supposed to be, like, the, the, the antithesis. It's, it's it's the, uh, the thing that happens in Iron Man 3, 
and happened kind of in Iron Man 1, there's always the antithesis to Tony Stark of there's always a bad smart man. Yeah, I I would not I would ne- I would not necessarily call Strain smart. Like Yeah, I'm not like saying I'm not savvy, saying that. Probably, but But there's always like a that's the part of contrast. Iron There's always a contrast to Tony Stark of like that's the uh the person who sells all the bad things that Tony doesn't want to be anymore. And then it's like that's all the things that have to do with his dad mm-hmm. and blah 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 and his past and then uh but like it's they're always like antithesis to what tony is at it, the time yeah it's kind of like a it's it's trying to kind of connect them into the bigger theme of the movie you mm-hmm. know like you have like the first one being kind of uh the war the like, war like the big warmongering then thing have, and then you have the second one it's about legacy and and the different paths everyone takes like everyone like every the antithesis to tony whether it be um hammer himself or mm-hmm. um Vanko are all different aspects of Tony in reflection yeah. to what he's created in the world. And that becomes kind of like a common thing. Even outside of Iron Man movies, like that becomes a common thing. That becomes a really like unfortunate common thing because they always lean on Tony as being the person of like the the thing that it needs to contrast with because people really liked the, and this is another thing you're going to see later on, especially in Avengers. People really liked Robert Downey Jr.'s performance because he was the first person, even though Chris Evans did a really good job and uh, Chris Hemsworth did a really good job um, and Mark Ruffalo was new to the role and Black Widow's character was in the background. It, it People really liked Robert Downey Jr. and I liked him. I still do like him and I liked what he did for the MCU. But he's always the person that the movie leans on the hardest. Yeah, he definitely screams main character. Yes, even in Civil War, which we're gonna get to, and you're gonna see, there are moments where I feel like the movie leans on Iron Man. I will give that a pass, and I'll tell you why when we get there. But going back to kind of like this kind of for me, like I have a lot of problems with uh the film like when it leaves after kind of like ivan vanko i feel like it feels very do you you said that the first one felt very meandery mm-hmm. i feel from my perspective watching this film this one is very meandery but i i, I for some reason i i it's a different meandering. it's a different one and a, a different kind of meandering and i think that's why i like it more because it's less about i think you don't I think what you didn't like about um, and this is just me basing it. This Iron, the first Iron Man, is the introduction to a hero, and you have to learn it. You need to learn anything about him. He has to build the suit, and we're. N- it's like, mm-hmm. it's an are we there yet situation. But this, the meandering is, we have Tony Stark, a character we know, and he's dealing with the crisis of, I'm dying. Yeah, I no, I mean, I I will agree with that because I feel like it's the same thing with me for the same Raimi Spider-Man's like the Spider-Man one. I liked it, but it's a lot about Peter Parker figuring out Spider-Man and crying in the rain. And Spider-Man 2 is incredible. Uh, But I also love Doc Ock and I'm very excited that he is maybe possibly being brought into the MCU. Maybe. (laughs) 
So whatever. So it's a big troll. Swoop, swoop. They're gonna pull the wool over us, Macy. They're gonna. It's you know it's gonna. Here, be, are you trying not to get your hopes up? It's it's yes. gonna be Tim Roth and the octopus. Suit. I would fucking love that though. If it was actually Tim Roth, I think that would be like me, uh, me and Macy are like, this is either gonna blow up the internet or it's gonna be a big fucking troll, yeah. and they took us along for. We'll see them the in ride. like two seconds. As he's falling through like a multiverse, as he's in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Can I can I mention my favorite? Um, it's gonna be stuck. My favorite um, Pepper Potts Tony Stark moment in this movie. That's why, because Andrew... which is no, oh, sorry, because oh. okay, because it it's like after the Monaco thing, and Tony Stark burns an omelet for her for three hours, yeah. and I, I that's when I was like, oh. I like this character development, <laughs> you know? Yeah, he ping-pongs around in his character development. So that scene happens on the plane where he's going to try to tell that he's dying, but then he doesn't. And then, because he's like, no, let's stop. Let's go somewhere else. Let's live our lives. Let's just fuck everything. Because he thinks the Ivan thing is over and there's like no more threats. And she's like, no, I need to go fucking run a company. We need to keep moving on. And he, it's because he's afraid to say that he's dying. Yeah, it's his 40th birthday, which they don't mention his age. But as we know, this was made in 2010. He was born in 1970. Like, um, it's his 40th birthday and he's dying. And so it's very clear that he's trying to figure out how to live as best as he can in the short amount of time that he has. And so he wants to throw, he doesn't want to throw a party. He just wants to take Pepper, who is very obviously the most important person to him to, uh, uh, France or something. I don't remember what, uh, like Mulan. It was like, uh, somewhere in Italy or Spain. Even those are two different places. Yeah. Somewhere. Oh no, they they were were, in Spain. They were in Spain. Spain. (laughs) So there was Italy is somewhere. Somewhere in that like Mediterranean area. Do you feel like their banter got better in the movie and started off kind of a rocky place? I f- okay, so I think this goes back to what you were saying, how this movie had tons of script problems. Yeah. I feel like there's parts in this movie where John Favreau wanted to have like the fuck the script sort of thing and just improv what you're feeling and like here's my character direction, you know what's going on, go sort of thing. But you just can't like there's something like yeah. magical about a first film that when you try to replicate it or try to keep it in that same vibe, it sometimes feels like you just can't get to that. But place. I feel like it's just John Favreau trying to be like, "Hey, I'm still going to try to put these moments in here because I feel like they worked in the last movie." And you can you can tell that there's like parts that are like really well written, what really well written, and then there's parts where it's like we need to do the improv thing because that's the thing that people like. Yeah, I could definitely tell the improv scenes in this movie. Because you can feel like there, there is, you can feel it. You can like really feel it where it's like, this is a really well written part and this is being improv. Yeah, mm-hmm. like the bird. Bird. I, I want my bird. Yeah, I, I, bird. I when Macy told me that uh, Mickey Rourke demanded a bird for the movie, <laughs> I was like, what? Because <laughs> he just, like, you know, like, some people are very eccentric with their character. Mm-hmm. Some people want to say, like, can I walk with a limp? Some people want to have a scar. Make your work was like uh, this major Iron Man villain. He just wants a bird. He wants he wants his cockatoo. He you don't a- understand. He needs the bird. You don't understand. And, so- and he talks in Russian. He talks in a Russian accent even off the set. He's like, you don't understand. 
Do you know what it feels like? I need bird. You know what it feels like to me? What? Mm-hmm. It feels like a player in D&D really wants something to happen. <laughs> and the DM's like, dude, can we just move on from this scene? And then when you so do get the, the bird, like it, it, then when you give it, you get, and then the player gets what they want, but it's not exactly what they wanted. Because, yeah. you be- no, I'm not going to get into this, because sometimes I am that player, and sometimes Vinny, as a DM, is a genie who gives me what I want with terrible consequences. No, not a genie. It's a monkey's paw with me. <laughs> God, it is a monkey's paw with I you. I want my bird. Oh. It's not my bird, You but want it's a bird. character <laughs> development? Bam, your boyfriend's dead. Dead. <laughs> I, but I just feel like that's what it feels like to me when it, with, with Mickey Rourke exp- exclusively like everyone else it feels like i'm i'm watching a cinematic movie and then i'm watching improv and then i'm going back to cinematic movie it's like a scene of whose line is now in the movie with these high-paying <laughs> actors carry ryan styles call like, and wayne brady just go out oh, onto the stage yeah, and just... instead uh tony stark is played by colin mockery um, <laughs> Brody, one person. Brody is not Wayne Ryan Brady. Styles. I mean, Ryan Styles is now like like Pepper. <laughs> yeah, Ryan like... Styles is. Wait, you, you're picking bald Colin Mockery as <laughs> yes, as because Robert Ryan Downey Styles Jr. because Ryan Styles has to be Pepper Potts. Okay, yes, hundred. They have a weird relationship. I love it. I fine, whatever. <laughs> Anyways, um, let's skip ahead a bit. So we have the, the him being sad. Uh, Rody comes and steals a suit because he's being an asshole. Hold on, I, I, yeah. I, I. This is the point where I gotta, I gotta talk. Oh about yeah, this. no, no. Okay, that was the party scene. Yeah, party go ahead. Scene. Okay, so I'm gonna do a little nerd. So there is a whole thing that this movie wanted to be, yes. and it's it's a, it's a really interesting story arc, but not really called Demon in the Bottle, and it, it was just a collection of issues with a thorough line of I'm drinking alcohol and I have alcoholism, right? So. <laughs> but like in this film it feels like we are flirting with that idea but we never get to execute it and i feel like john favreau was hovering over the button being like can i make tony stark an alcoholic can i make him an alcoholic can i make him this kind of stuff it was and, definitely bordering on the line yeah and and it's also kind of like he is a alcoholic he's an alcohol he's a he's alcoholic in the comics so he, he basically goes to aa you know all the time mm-hmm. so for me seeing the self-destructive tendencies in this film it really bothers me because there's so many deleted scenes that highlight this. And it makes me so mad because it, it could further thrown the point of this character. Yeah, so I think, and you probably already have looked into this, why they didn't do it. I think this is just a Disneyfication where they didn't want to make him seem like a bad person. Yeah. Where like he's an alcoholic. It's like as much as they want to do maybe the ultimate iron man or the darker versions of iron man or like the thing you're talking about where he's an alcoholic they're like okay well we're trying to sell this movie to kids and iron man needs to be a like uh like a super like a role model so we can't have him be an alcoholic he can be dying of a made-up poisoning that no kid can get in real life because no one can make this but if he's being an alcoholic Nah, 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 it's, nah, nah, nah. It was a little nah, too nah, nah. realistic. Nah, we can't do that. Even though it's PG thirteen, we're, we're technically selling this to kids. Can't be an alcoholic. He has a the fake poisoning is why he's acting weird in the scene, not because he's drunk. Disney, you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> you love it. Shut up. <laughs> I just, I, I, I feel, I think there's that. It's one hundred percent that. But at the same time. 
its test screening didn't like mm-hmm. it. So it's like a mixture of your like thing and because test audience didn't like that their character was an asshole. Yeah, they like he can be an asshole, but he can't be a drunk asshole. Uh, like the it, it's it, like it's it's the the monkey's paw as we circle back. You're gonna get your Iron Man movie. But you can't get the dark and gritty, not dark and gritty, the uh, the Real, realistic problems. realistic problems of a superhero. Um, but you got an Iron Man too. Still, that's what Disney says. And, but you're like, but I wanted him to be an alcoholic. Well, test audiences and kids don't understand why Iron Man uh, is doing that. I'm gonna go watch Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy, and then thus furthering Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight thing. That's a whole different bag. But mm-hmm. where you're gonna go past the whole fight with Rhodey? And so that fight machine. happens. He steals the suit. Yeah, and then I think we cut to uh, after he gets the suit. Uh, Ivan breaks out of prison because Hammer wants him to work for him, and then he wants his bird. Yeah, Hammer breaks him out of prison. Uh, in to be fair, all of Sam Rockwell's improv scenes were pretty great. He, he I just think he he's makes a good it actor. Seem, he makes it seem like like it was written. It is written. That's what Sam Rockwell is good at. Any yeah. improv he did in this movie, I couldn't tell it was improv until like you like had to squint your eyes and go, "Oh, he's he's making this shit up." I also just love that while he's improving, he actually has this like really interesting character of someone who so desperately wants to be Tony Tony Stark but just is such a loser. He, he does that type of improv. Oh, okay. I know. Okay. I know what kind of character trope he is now. Um he's like if a used car salesman got a whole bunch of money and became discount Elon Musk. <laughs> I, not not just discount but like bargain bin, bargain bin, off brand, but off brand. Great value. He is the great value of Tony Stark. Hill he's, County. He's the Hill <laughs> County of Tony Stark. He's the Walgreens Select of Tony Stark. He's the Ramune version of Tony Stark. <laughs> Ramune. Ramune. I don't know. I was trying to fit in, you guys. You were just naming all the. the never mind. Um. So we move on. Oh, we we have that happen, and um. Trying to put the movie, so he delivers the suit to the U.S. Army and says, "We're going to arm it up." Um, and uh, then we cut to Iron Man yeah. sitting in the giant donut in L.A. Yeah. So, well, okay. Rhodes delivers the suit to the U.S. Army, uh, which this is not a political podcast. I will not get into my feelings about the military-industrial complex. Well, Iron complex. Man one and two are both. Uh, they're both military propaganda, kind of. Iron Man one more than two. Yeah, I would say I would say we're kind of against the military in two. Um, we're we're on that thin line of the military is good, but the military is bad. Which, which is funny which, because at one point... Didn't, didn't Iron Man 2 get its funding cut because they said some bad shit about the military in it? I think... I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't remember. I think... No, I think it was later on. I think it was a different movie. Um, there was a movie that got its funding cut because they took some jabs... It was Winter Soldier. It was Winter Soldier. It's Winter Soldier. They took some... Because Winter Soldier's all about Big Brother's bad. Big Brother. Good. Anyway, um, so, yeah, there was one line where Tony Stark talks about... uh, Where Tony Stark mentions the liberal agenda crap to Pepper. And I was like, like, this is weird. Um, I I think Tony is... Very kind of much. I like... think I think Tony's a libertarian. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be real with you. That makes sense. Um, 
he's always been kind of like his his uh, his comics have always been aligned with government, but very uh, like anti government. Because in the he's sh- also rich. Yeah, yeah. I, in in like uh, the comics, Shield does not just ask him for a suit. They try to buy out his company through suit multiple times. So like yeah. he's Tony, very anti government, like mm-hmm. a rich guy would. Tony be. Stark is a libertarian. Yeah. Bruce Wayne is leftist, I would say, because he donates a lot of fucking money to charities. And Green Arrow's a Democrat. Yeah, Green Arrow's a Democrat. Good for them. Um. Anyway, um, so, um. Yeah. So the well, the lieutenant or whatever. I don't know. I don't know military rankings. Whoever's above Rhodes is like, yeah, we'll get Hammer down to um to arm up this suit. And Rhodes is immediately like, hold oh, up, no, fuck. I don't know I if do? I like this. Um. And so he hides the arc reactor. When yeah. So so Hammer pulls up. Well, no, we're skipping some oh, chunks because okay. we Fucking need to come. I don't remember any. Yeah, of Yeah, because this is because it cuts to the scene back to the night afterward. Tony's sitting in the big donut with a donut. Oh yeah, yeah, yes, and yes. And this the is Nick, when yeah. Black Widow and Nick Fury show up, and they inject him with the thing that doesn't cure but helps. And then he's like, okay, we're going to deliver a whole bunch of shit from your dad. And he's like, I don't fucking care about my dad. My dad hated me. Well, your dad made sh- was like one of the founding members of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he's like, whoa, wait, can you like run that by me again? Uh, yeah, which is wild. They don't elaborate on that at all. I, it, um, it, I, I'm sure we learn about it later. One of my biggest problems with this film, and this is like what you said earlier, is that we're trying to set up Avengers really quickly, and yeah, yeah, it yeah, takes yeah. away screen time. So from the problem, yeah. If I, they if they pulled out the Avengers stuff, I think they could have replaced it with some cooler. Yeah. So scenes. this is one of the things, or character uh, more characterization. That yeah. I wrote down. Um, how do you feel about them? Like just kind of like inserting scenes, poking at like, hey, look, hey, look. Hey, look! Look, the Avengers and Shield. I think I think they could have Chekhov'd. Got, che- I I mentioned this as my favorite trope because it happens a lot. Chekhov's gun. Um, I think they could have slowly introduced it more. Like you know how Agent Coulson just kept showing up at places in the first movie. I feel like they could have done that with Nick Fury more and just kind of like slipped him into like have him like show with... up as Monaco or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, and, of... and and be like and like Tony Stark like drops something and he like picks it up or something. Like like just slowly introduce that they have been watching him and it's like, yeah, I know that Black Widow has been watching him because she's You know what? That would have been more of a kind of a payoff if it was like if Black Widow was the one who did everything and talked about like the instead yes of instead Fury. of Nick Fury like and then like her showing up at the donut in like the Black Widow outfit or something yeah, like that and, and then, then like you see Shield agents outside yeah and you're like well what the fuck and then Nick Fury shows up and is like and and she like introduces him you know I feel like I I just feel like Them having that down payoff casually. yeah <laughs> I feel like having that payoff would be better it, it, you know what it also feels like that mm-hmm. this whole all the all the scenes that were like for the Avengers were shot afterwards. It does feel like that, but that's how it was in the first movie, wasn't it? Yeah, it just... The problem with me is, like, as a film, and I love comics, Mm -hmm. and I love how they all cross over and intertwine with their... But as a film, it's really distracting when we have a story and then someone's like, Avengers, uh, this is Black Widow. Uh, Okay, let me talk to you while you're having a bad time. Also, your dad's here, and we have to give you stuff. Okay, bye. And then leaves for the rest of the film. Yeah, they... So... Okay, after Nick Fury is like... Well, first they do that, and then uh, he goes back. We learn that Ivan's working for Hammer, Hammer. and he's inside the facility, and he like takes the head off of it, and he's like, I'm going to build drones. 
Um, yeah, and, and and Hammer keeps throwing like three year old tantrums, which is incredible to yeah. watch a grown man do. Um, but that's happening in the background. Then we cut back to Tony Stark, and he's like, "Hey, here's all these boxes with your dad's shit." And okay, another. Oh, you were you oh, wanted to then, talk about that was the scene this, that you wanted to talk about. A, yeah, because I was trying to get to this okay. part um, where he's like, "Here's the box with your dad shit," and he's like, "Who? Who's Anton Von, Von Go or whatever?" He's like, "He's like, well, he worked with your dad, but he was a bad dude." I'll, I'll let you say your thing, but I just hate that they like just keep hitting the nail on the head that this family's bad and you need to even, dislike them, even I, though they weren't like I, I, this. I agree. This mm-hmm. is this is my thing, Sarah, and I agree with you. I don't I, like it either. I'm just like yeah. It my frustration is is this is a film about legacy, mm-hmm. right? And about breaking away and how some people break away, some people take it, some people get twisted by it. You know what I mean? Like it's th- like revenge. It's, it's I, revenge versus like progress. Yeah, and here's what I think about this whole scene. I really wished that they genuinely worked together. And he wasn't a bad guy. And then they just... Tony's dad was an asshole and didn't like him and yeah, fired I, him off. Yeah, and no. that shows that basically Tony's dad did do something that was no, responsible. No, it's because they needed to be like, well, he wanted money and also he was okay, a communist. But, and- yeah, it, just, <laughs> it, just fru- it just frustrates me because like you could have had a very kind of um, multi-layered... I, more, more- <laughs> I, I already was iffy about howard stark because of his actor first of all and because i kept making walt disney anti-semitic like connections yeah because you know i he's essentially walt disney and there's there's the holocaust and nazis later on in the mcu nope references to world war ii yes i'll i'll say that instead um, whole movie in World War Two. Yes. Um, and don't talk about the Holocaust though. Can't do that. Like, um, and Captain America stopped it. So stopped I it. didn't. I already had like a weird dislike of Howard Stark, and then uh, Nick Fury was like, "Yeah, no, Anton Chekhov wanted." Or fucking Anton Bangkok. Uh, <laughs> Anton Bangkok. Anton Bangkok wanted uh, money. Ivan Rushman. And um, so Howard Stark <laughs> deported him. Got he him deported. Deported him instead of just being like, "Hey, man, you I- can't work here anymore." He kicked his ass out of America because he wanted money. Like, isn't that the point of working so, I, I think that's like okay oh my God. so it's supposed to okay here's the contrast it's trying to make and it's like so black and white and terrible mm-hmm. it's supposed to be that the rich man howard stark is an idealist and is doing this not for money meanwhile um anton comes from a like a poor country and like escaped they said that he was seeking asylum so, in America. But it's also it's also set up that Howard Stark wants to have a world of tomorrow like Walt Disney did where no one worries about money and everyone just lives in oh, this utopia. Oh, God. It was just... It was way too so, black and white. So, yeah, it's supposed to be like, Howard Stark's so good. He wants to give the energy to everyone. And then this guy's greedy and he it, wants to have money and sell it to the highest bidder it, it, it it's so simplistic and i would have loved it if there was actual merit to be like 
you know like I- ivan's like no yeah no your dad legit screwed me over like no you 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 basically i feel like i feel like ivan has merit like in his reasons yeah because I, I i just feel like they try like to me i really wish that tony was confronted with the idea that his dad is not as pure or idealistic as, you, as he is he's still smart but he has problems and that his yeah. base and that would make more sense because like it would also bring up the fact that like Tony's dad's problems are now coming to fight him, mm-hmm. yeah. bite him in the ass, along with the idea of the arc reactor to mm-hmm. make it just like, oh, he just was a communist spy and he wanted money. He's a bad boy. It's just so yeah. It was boring. just kind of like oh, because that whole scene feels like it was a part of a rewrite. I feel one hundred percent because I, the way Nick Fury del- delivers the dialogue is it's like he didn't it's, seem excited about it, it. He said not not that he didn't seem. It's not. That's just Nick Fury's character for the most part, but it's I feel like it's like staring at the audience and telling you this guy's bad. You need to you need to get that out of your head that Howard Stark's not good. It also takes away like a lot of like purpose because now we're just like, well, he's just an angry guy. He doesn't have any. He's merit. just angry and Jesus. like he was grew up in a bad environment and he's just taking it out in the world, man. And, like, and, and it's really frustrating because like. Because like he had like good, like good mm-hmm. motivations. Like like we don't know Tony Stark's it's dad. If they made this is in uh Black Panther. If it's if they made is his name Kill Killmonger Killmonger. If it's if they made it like if it's like if they did something like that to Killmonger's like motivations. This should be like oh yeah no he you, the dad broke the law that's, of Wakanda so he's bad. That's yeah. Michael. B. He killed seventy Wakandans. <laughs> to get out here but it's not even like and that's it's a, not even like in the beginning of the film it's like almost at the halfway point yeah oh, <laughs> your dad's actually horrible and you're horrible too because your dad was a murderer <laughs> like kill monger that's, that's your name you're a you're a monger of killing shut the fuck up um that's michael b jordan right yeah, that's, okay that's later but that's okay that, that, that's, that's, see, that's the human torch that's right what it, in the the uh the fan force yes yeah. and fan force to summarize it's dissatisfying and it takes away from the villain yeah i just feel like they didn't need that scene i'll be very honest with you i did enjoy agent colson's mention of super nanny though yeah um that's i mean that, i'm gonna be honest that's one of my my favorite scenes that i think about like because it's such a vivid like sentence you know like when people describe something to you and you just feel it in your soul mm-hmm. i will tase you while you're drooling on the full carpet while i watch super nanny that's such a vivid, <laughs> vivid kind of oh image. god such sagittarius energy um um <laughs> i need to look up all of the avengers uh, oh no astrological signs oh, no. and i need to just i hope I thor's is some bullshit so thor you, is, so you thor has no astrological sign he's literally a god he's eternal well, he could have. He was he still was born. Not born on the. Uh, yeah, I like, like I said. That's why I hope Thor Julian has, calendar year. That's Thor, why he was born in the sign of Agartakosis. Are you gonna look it up? <laughs> but I want to skip ahead before I Google this. Yeah, so um, go for it, Skippy. So we go. We have that scene. Tony starts to build it, and then he fi- no, not before he starts to build it. He figures out that that the he goes and visits Pepper. Pepper's like, "Fuck you." Which, and- uh, but this scene, there's like a a fucking windmill clock thing or whatever it is. <laughs> it's a clock. And I was like, it during the whole scene, I was like, "It's so distracting. Can they move it?" And then Tony immediately was like, "Can we move this?" I and I was, was like, "Oh fuck!" One hundred percent intentional. I feel like it's one of those 
like things in the John Favreau. Oh, thing definitely. Where he's like, it probably happened during one of the takes. Yeah, and they wrote it in and reset the cameras for it. So, so Tony finds his dad's model. Uh, well, because he he listens of... he listens to the video. Yeah, and, uh, and on one of the reels, like, and he said, "This is this is everything. And the technology of my time can't do what I want to do, but maybe you can do it. You're the only. No, he says you're the only one that will be able to do it because." My genes are so fucking strong. You're going to be as smart as me. Here Obi-Wan is Kenobi, the key. You're my only hope. Yeah. Here is the key. Here's the key. Anthony. And they keep uh, fucking Hammer keeps calling him Anthony, and I feel so weird about it. But the model, his uh, Howard Stark's Epcot City that he makes. Yes, it's like a model of, of of the World's Fair, but the Stark Expo. It's the Stark Expo, whatever. but also it has the makeup for the element that he wants yeah to make. it's like a puzzle tony has to solve and then he he make he fig he discovers a new element i don't get it but i Do don't they have even say what the brain. element is no they don't mention it at all oh yeah they don't they don't it's not like it's uh they he like, just he just like, think, like moved a bunch of things in the air that were holograms and then suddenly he was <laughs> like bam this is it this is the new element and i'm I, like I, I don't understand i forget if they called it like in you like new elements or something like that are you like the fucking thing hot girls thing is made out of oh wait hold on that's isn't that's it new, new metal? metal yeah uh-huh. <laughs> okay um anyways uh so and then also you get the the prototype captain america shield and everyone claps um oh yeah no i did when i saw that i was like i get it and then he uses it as a thing as a prop that was pretty good prop up the thing and it's like ha perfectly and agent colson goes to new mexico so to start the thor movie yeah he went ahead of us to start the thor movie so we're just uh we're gonna catch up with him in a little bit um and 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 Shit. Uh, fucking Tony Stark like tears his workshop in half with the new element or whatever it is, and so, uh, so we can get comic book accurate chess piece. Yeah, and yeah. then it's the Stark Expo. It's well, finale. okay. Well, the finale is uh, Ivan screws over Hammer. Hammer puts Good. him on house arrest. He kills his guards because he's a fucking which mad was man. gruesome. Wh- like it was so. Like weirdly gruesome. Had blood on his hands and everything. They're he had blood on his hands the and they're hanging in the background. And I'm like, Whoa. and but the parrot's alive, which is great. Uh, it's not a parrot. It's, it's a, a cockatoo. It's a cockatoo. Um, and then, like for some reason, he has to do the whole villain thing of like, Tony, I'm still alive. Come Tony, fight me. I come to Expo, so you can have come fight with me. Hey, Tony, hey. I come kill you. Bye bye. And he's, I'm tracing the call. Oh yeah, he's trying to trace the call. Hack the planet. Um, and then it, it we skip ahead to Hammer's uh, exhibition in the Stark Expo, which, by the way, I think there is a clause in Sam Rockwell's contracts for all of his movies where he has to have a dance sequence. Because I'll have to look into this. There is a a weird amount of movies that he's in where he he dances. And, like, the whole scene I explained earlier in Charlie's Angels, and then in Guardians of the Galaxy, or Guardians of the Galaxy, we haven't even watched that one yet. He's not in that. Uh, In Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. There you go. Uh, And I just think it's hilarious. Does he dance in the Galaxy Quest? Oh, he does. He he does. does. When he comes on the stage. (laughs) (laughs) All of of his 
did some movies he dances. Does he have like a, a dancing universe? Can we put all those Sam Rockwell? Sam Rockwell I want somebody universe. to edit together a Sam Rockwell dancing compilation. Oh my god, just put Dear Maria right behind all of the dancing compilations. No. What the fuck, dear Maria? Because it's the perfect a- anime opening. <laughs> I would make an anime opening with all the all yeah. So Macy had it. I'll make a an anime opening with all the Sam Rockwell da- dancing Sam Rockwell dancing in movies and put dear Maria behind. Oh wait, mm-hmm. hold on. Yuri and Ice theme. <laughs> oh, we were about to make history. Someone rotoscope every. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't make me do it. Um. So. I okay, and and then the the drones pop up. Well, which... you, we kind of skip the scene where that has the improv gun scene where they put all the guns on War Machine. Yeah, um, it's, where it's where Rhodey specifically hid the he he hides the, the arc reactor arc reactor so that and it's kind of like a little scene that I never noticed before where he hides it so that uh, Hammer can't get the tech for it, and so then we skip ahead to the expo. Get to the expo. The um, drones show up. Drones show up. Rhodey is Hacked. now War Machine. He's He shows up and then Iron Man goes, ha ha, look. And Iron Man's like, everyone's going to fucking die in here because this Russian called me and he, 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 he said, don't come to school today. That's what he said. And, and then the Black so- Widow got into a weird car sex, like weird scene with Jon Favreau. And fight she- breaks out. Fight, oh, yes. Oh, I love her. At the end of this movie, it was yeah. a nice little fight sequence. It was, with Black it was a Widow. nice little fight sequence, uh, but again, it feels like it's kind of inser- inserted after the fact. Yeah, yeah, it feels like it's just it's also, one of those things that you apparently, can take away. apparently, she has a car hair curler because yeah. her hair is significantly more curlier when she got out of the car than when she got into the car. Listen, Shield Tech is amazing. <laughs> yeah, man. No, she doesn't. She doesn't fucking curl it. She just zaps it like. On the lowest setting on her hair, just fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, Mickey Rourke is a master hacker. Yeah, and he, he hacks, hacks the drones into all of the drones and War Machine. Then we get like a really awesome like because it was Candy Tartakovsky. Well, no, we get the we get all the like flying around. Yeah, but and then he unhacks Rody, only Rody. Yeah. Um and he like they land in the the Japanese section of the Stark Expo. Yeah, I it's What's... like a Japanese garden. It's like a Japanese garden with cherry blossoms. Yeah, I Do think, think the, like... I think the film should have become black and white. And I think it should have become black and white just and the, for that. Cherry scene. blossoms are slightly falling a little bit when they start fighting and <laughs> then all the drones show up. Because they're arguing too much between each other. And as Macy said, that whole conversation looks like a comic book panel. Yeah. Like a series of comic book panels. It, um, it, it genuinely looks like something from the early 2000s because a lot of Iron Man was like dark. It, it, mm-hmm. looks, like, it looks like a Civil War panel, to be honest. Yeah. Um, but then the drones show up. They have a really cool fight that I feel like makes that whole sequence better. And then Tony does the coolest fucking move out there with the lasers that, in a video game sense, he can only use once and pops out the spent cartridges. And you're like, yeah. Just like Indy. He always likes to end the fight scenes with something really ridiculous that he only can use once. Yeah. um, And then Whiplash Red Dynamo Man shows up in a Shogun outfit. And he says, do you have my bird? Oh. Do you have bird? <laughs> no. The bird stays alive the whole time, and I'm very happy about it. Um, and uh, 
he shows up, I think, in a cool costume, but he keeps pulling his helmet down for no reason. Because we got that screen time. That's like the same thing with Tommy Maguire and Spiderman. Yeah, Tommy Maguire uh, and Spiderman. Also, Dread, the first Judge Dread movie. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about not that. Not the first. Oh, well, actually, yes. Also, the first Halloween, Michael Myers' uh, face is revealed. They do take off his mask. But um, it, he fights in this cool-looking suit that I forgot he had, where mm-hmm. he looks like a fucking Shogun with whips. They fight for- No, he looks like fucking... You said it. What was his name? The Centurion... You mean Silver Centurion? Silver Centurion? No, 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 no not no, no. Silver. The fucking Shogun dude in Marvel. Is it Marvel or is it Capcom? Silver Samurai. Silver Samurai. He looks like Silver Samurai. A little bit, but not... Com- the just- face, no, but like the base of the armor looks like Silver Samurai and the two weapons. Yeah, he's got like a plate metal weapons. skirt like, Cause, like, like Samurai swords, does. but it's like whips. Yeah, it's like whips. I- There's some Silver Samurai in there. Yeah. Which I, 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 I just think his whips are super cool and then they fight for 30 seconds and uh, then he's gone. And, and so Macy, you get to chime in now that there was supposed to be another ending that I didn't even know about. And yeah. I, I, when I- Macy told me about it, I, I think it would have been much more climactic. You know what I mean? So basically, we have that whole fight scene in the, the awesome garden. And then, uh, like, Pepper is calling Tony to see if he's okay. And then immediately she goes, like, like the sound cuts off. And then Ivan's like, I got her, you know? And so then he rushes off to her, right? In mm-hmm. the front of the Stark Expo. And basically, uh, he's he doesn't even have the suit. Like a new suit, it's just like a, a more modified version of like the one he had in like the the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the whole first me scene when he first yeah. appeared, and he's basically has the whip around her neck, and it's basically get out of the suit or I'll kill her. Mm-hmm. And so he gets out of the suit. They have a conversation back and forth that's further home about the legacies and how he's breaking away and he's not. He's like out for revenge. Mm-hmm. And then I forget what happens, but uh, you said Rhodey has the little rocket gag that they have where he shoots the rocket it at, and it bounces off. He, he's probably like from far away. He shoots it and originally it was supposed to work. So like he basically gets uh, I forget how he did. But it gets Pepper away. He pushes him into his Iron Man suit, right, mm-hmm. and it locks up and then. They both run away as as War Machine comes back and drops like the uh, the the, bunk, the bump, bunker bomb and it actually works and it kills him and that is supposed to be the original ending of the film. Yeah, but I've, instead they do like a payoff from like a scene earlier. Yeah, again when they're another Chekhov's gun. That it seems to be a very what prominent is Chekhov's thing. Chekhov's gun. Do you not know that? It's I a don't. literal trope. It's, it's like it's like I, I, if I, something is revealed in the first act, it needs to be have a payoff by the third act. Okay, yeah. So that yes, it's a uh, which is why I was like if Nick Fury was in the first act, I feel like it would have been a better payoff. Yeah, so there's a there's a part earlier when they're fighting the Malibu home where they shoot the repulsor rays and it makes a shockwave. Where they they cross the streams, which you should never do. And so he's like, "Hey, Rhodey, let's do that thing we accidentally did earlier to kill Mickey Rourke, and he's like, and it's like they word. split an atom, like it just explodes. It, 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 you could tell that it's like a. It's, it feels really rushed. Yes, and that's, it feels so rushed. I that's that why fight's so fast. Like the 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 epic part about that fight isn't even with Ivan's character; it's with the drones. And I I wonder if like. They just superimposed his face from those deleted scenes. No, they definitely looked 
Even the line where he's on the floor dying. Yeah, it looked photoshopped. And he's like, the you lose part. That was said earlier in the movie. So you could be right. Mickey Rourke could have just been done with the movie. Yeah, that might have been it. And like, because like, I like the original ending because it's actually two people talking about one person with growth, one person doesn't growth. Mm -hmm. And that's even though it's very kind of anticlimactic to a degree. I still would prefer a quieter. No, that's what I would prefer. It's just this feels very rushed and i but i felt the same way about the ironmonger fight like if they which is why i think i liked the incredible hulk because i felt like the boss fight the quote-unquote final fight in the incredible hulk Mm -hmm. was more drawn out drawn out it was creative they used environments and i feel like both the ironmonger fight and the uh whiplash fight which he is not whiplash the ivan vanko fight are very rushed, and we got to see Ivan Van Gogh for 30 seconds before <laughs> yeah. he died. And it's like, I just wanted them I mean, to bring this, the energy from the first time he's introduced into this fight. Yeah, I feel like, at least with the Ironmonger fight, mm-hmm. there is like a back and forth between him and... Uh, uh, no, the Ironmonger fight was much longer. Yeah, it was longer, but it was there was more conversation yes. happening between ideals and stuff like that. Yeah, it, and it, it just feels like uh, that's why I have like a lot of issues. This is why Iron Man two, uh, like this is why I have a lot of issues. It, no, a, I, I agree. Yeah, it's, it's it's more of like Iron Man one was at least consistent with its theme, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Even if it was slow in places, it still had an idea. This movie is trying to talk about legacy. But has no thorough through, so, and it's just scattered everywhere, and there's no like consistent theme for it, and that's probably why me personally, as a as a person who loves story, I I'm having a hard time grappling onto the dumb fun of this. So yeah. the, just before we put in the final reviews for yeah. this movie, um, I I feel like this movie really wanted to do something, but also it was trying to bridge the gap. Because mm-hmm. Iron Man 1 was so standalone mm-hmm. and just had that end credit scene and Coulson popping up. Yeah. That the Iron Man 2 was trying to make up and like go, okay, we need I to. Agree. This is a big universe. Uh, We need to connect this. Number one, Coulson's going to be there. He's going to yeah. talk about New Mexico. Um, fuck the villain. Uh, S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Howard Stark, and go. And, and the thing and, is, uh, Black Widow. And then. the thing is, it was already two hours and five minutes. Yeah. So I feel like they jam packed this movie. And I. And cut the things yeah. that were important to, like, the Tony Stark and Ivan story. And not yeah. just that, like, Rhodey. Um, and the Rhodey stuff. Because, like, uh, originally, the whole scene where Rhodey finds out, there's a whole fight. And that's, like, anger. They're arguing with each other because, like, you see the idea that Rhodey's his best friend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that gets hammered home. So it makes that fight scene in the party more palpable because the tension between them is already setting in. Yeah, and- I just kind of felt like Rhodey was already sick of his shit and yeah. just went and got the Iron Man suit. It's one of those things where I feel like it's the BVS of MCU. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I they kind of level it out later on and they go in a better direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but this is just the movie where it's like, okay, we need to figure it out, bridge this gap, and it just becomes... That's why I said at the beginning of this, it's right next to Thor the Dark World, where at that bottom, where it's like we're trying to... Because when we get to Thor the Dark World, it feels like they're just trying to establish things, and they didn't know how they wanted to do it other than like, well, Thor needs to get a movie now, or 
Iron Man needs to get a movie now. Also, Thor is one of those. Thor, Thor two also is one of those films that had immense like creative differences where people left the project, came yeah. to the project, wrote wrote different scripts. Yeah, yeah. So it had the same level of, of creative differences that Iron Man two had. So we come to the end where we review them with the Americas asses. How many Americas asses out of five before, would you give before this? we get there? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Would you watch this movie? Again? Yeah, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I forgot to say that. You no, would? I would. I would one hundred percent watch this movie again. Um, just because I feel like up until the ending, I had a really good time with this movie. But like once, like that that disappointing fight scene happened, I was like, oh, well, that sucks. Mm-hmm. Just like everyone did back then. Yeah. Um. But I I really enjoyed the movie before this, and I would watch it just for Ivan Venko again. Okay. And also Tony Stark, I did like him in this movie. Also, uh, he kisses Pepper Potts. And I have yes, I was. I was so excited. Um, I clapped, and <laughs> <laughs> that's just who I am. Uh, okay, so ra- are we ratings now? Yes, ratings. Do you have any other questions for me about the movie? No, I got through all of them sprinkled out. Yeah, I got through mine just conversation. Yeah. Cool. Um. Do you guys want to go first, or should I? Sir, it's, it's, you, I think you, go. you have to go first. You have to go first. Okay. You're the, you, we can't yes. influence your decision. I am the experiment. Um, I I would give this four asses out of five. I genuinely enjoyed myself with this movie. I would give the ending 1.5 asses out of five. Uh, upon third rewatch, I would give it three out of five. This is my, I think, fourth or fifth time watching this film. Mm-hmm. And I've had the most fun with you guys watching it so this movie was originally like a 1.5 for me <laughs> mm-hmm. um just like how it's iron man 1.5 instead yeah. of being iron man 2 yeah, yeah that's fair uh iron man 3 is, is the true 2 mm-hmm. i i feel like for me I, even though i had more fun with it i feel like i appreciated it just a tiny tiny bit more than i normally do so mm-hmm. i'm gonna give it a solid two okay two yeah, that's fair. I feel like Macy's criticisms are always going to be harsher than ours. But again, I'm easily entertained, and oh, no, Macy I'll, has read all the comics. I'll be harsh when I when I when we get there. Yeah, Iron Man um, two for a lot of people is a guilty pleasure, so they give it a little pass. Um, yeah, no, no. I again, um, I yeah, I I uh, specifically I will rewatch it for the the scene with the, in the racetrack with Ivan. Vanko, You'll make a playlist called cool Daddy Vanko. <laughs> Yeah, my I I base a lot of my I curve my reviews off of the background, mm-hmm. and I kind of give it some forgiveness of things that couldn't be changed just because. But anyways, that is this episode. I see you, MCU. Uh, if this is all, if you're listening on YouTube, leave a comment, suggestions, maybe things to ask Sarah on future movies that haven't been released yet. But we recorded these in advance. Mm-hmm. Some of these aren't even edited at the time of this recording, so. Yeah, Good luck. You, uh, tr- I would say... If the, you have any questions at all, I would uh, we say can answer it as a separate shoot, thing. Shoot to phase two if you're looking for questions, and we'll try it there. Uh, no, I'd say you could ask questions about phase one, just about certain things. I, I don't care. Maybe I'll Avengers. Take any questions. Maybe Avengers. Um. The final thing I want to say is Iron Man 2, don't buy it on DVD. But if you want to buy the soundtrack, I highly recommend it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> This has been ICU-MCU. For more information, follow us on Brown Chair Studios for more videos and other things to come in the future. Return for the next episode of ICU-MCU.